Hello, world. I'm Greg Papton. News information ca call a friend and tell him he's on the air. We'll do this in just a minute or so. So have you ever awoke and just said, where am I? Who am I? What's going on? I think that happens to all of us now and then, especially a little bit older. Oh, my goodness. Uh, confusion reigns in so many areas, and you don't know what's going on from day to day. I think a lot of us feel that way this Wednesday. I'm glad that I am saved, my friend. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord are going to be saved. And at Romans 12, 1, that's still in the Bible, isn't it? I mean, where it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You're a buck private in the Lord's army, just a starting point. And then we're warned, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Oh, it's good stuff, my friend. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not today to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And the Bible says God will direct your path. <laughs> it's great news and exciting. Okay. What in the world is going on? Boy, Republicans are asking that question today. Mm -hmm. I think I told you so. Does a red wave, a, a tsunami? It's more like the creek over around the banks just a little bit there. What is happening in politics? I mean, nobody can make sense of what happened yesterday in voting other than, geez, really like this guy, let's put him back in, and really liked her, let's put her back in. Didn't matter whether they were Republican or Democrat, and so confusing, but it goes along with the sign of the times and the end. So today, let's try this strategy. Who in the world can we blame here? Republican strategists have blamed former President Donald Trump for the fact that a supposed red tsunami failed to materialize as midterms result began to roll in on Tuesday night. Throughout the country, races that were thought to be just layups for Republicans instead favored Democratic candidates. Again, the question has to be, what is going on? Could be a telling sign and Maybe you ought to rethink your news conference next Tuesday, Donald. Oh, in New Hampshire, retired Brigadier General Donald Bullock lost handily to Senator Maggie Hassan. While Ted Budd won North Carolina's Senate seat, Bo Hines, Mr. Trump's preferred candidate in the congressional seat Mr. Budd was vacating, lost to Democrat Wiley Nickel. In addition, Sandy Smith, whom Trump backed, lost to Don Davis in North Carolina's 1st District. It's really confusing today. One well-known Republican strategist said tonight's results lie squarely at the feet of Donald Trump. That guy requested anonymity, of course. Had he not endorsed extremely flawed candidates in the primary, we'd be having an amazing night tonight in voting. Instead, we're losing very winnable races everywhere. Similarly, Republicans failed to flip seats in Virginia's 7th and 10th District, while Republican conservative Steve Chabot of Ohio lost his race on election night. Republicans also came up short in Rhode Island's 2nd District, which they hoped to flip. Just really strange. And with all of Arizona's votes counted, pro-Trump former news anchor Carrie Lake, she trailed significantly behind Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, who'll be the new governor there. 
Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Donald Hay, who's a former Republican National Committee spokesperson, said that Mr. Trump held some of the blame, but there were other larger factors like the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. Now, for you and I, that's just, that's perfect. Yeah, stop murdering kids, but uh, not in America. We're different. He added that it was tough to blame Mr. Trump for the Dobbs decision there, Roe versus Wade, and that most Republicans would have nominated similar justices to the Supreme Court. We got good ones, by the way. But the candidate quality, now that lies at the feet of Donald Trump. And the con- <clears throat> And the confusing part is that uh, many Republicans who Donald Trump backed won. So uh, what does all of this mean? I mean, we're trying to figure it out, aren't we? Some Republicans who irritate Trump, like Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who rebuffed Mr. Trump's entreaties to overturn the 2020 presidential election, easily did away with former state legislator and voting rights activist Stacey Abrams. Uh, Mr. Trump had endorsed former Senator David Perdue, in the primary, but uh, Purdue severely underperformed. So, and then the big one that everybody is looking at: Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, remains so. Trump endorsed in 2018, but uh, he sees him as a potential threat, and so, uh, oh, I don't know. But anyway, he's governor of Florida again this morning. That's something else. Yeah, you just scratch your head as you try to figure out what in the world happened yesterday. And the confusing part is that uh, many Republicans who Donald Trump backed won. So uh, what does all of this mean? I mean, we're trying to figure it out, aren't we? Some Republicans who irritate Trump, like Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who rebuffed Mr. Trump's entreaties to overturn the 2020 presidential election, Easily did away with former state legislator and voting rights activist Stacey Abrams. Uh, Mr. Trump had endorsed former Senator David Perdue in the primary, but uh, Perdue severely underperformed. So, And then the big one that everybody is looking at, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, remains so. Trump endorsed in 2018, but uh, he sees him as a potential threat, and so... Uh, Oh, I don't know. But anyway, he's governor of Florida again this morning. That's something else. Yeah, you just scratch your head as you try to figure out what in the world happened yesterday. You know, if there's anything you can bet on when it comes to politics, if you're a betting person, the party not in the White House makes big congressional gains. That's the way it's supposed to work. That didn't happen this time around. In elections dominated by economic concerns, Democrats performed much better than they thought they would. They dodged that red wave. Oh, my. And the fates of both the Senate and the House are still unclear. At least as the sun came up this morning, we may not know the outcome for days or even weeks in some of the major races still yet to be called. The Senate seems to be leaning toward the Dems. It looks like the Republicans probably going to retake the House. And that thing with... Pennsylvania, a doctor, Oz, met with Oz, and Fetterman, who just had that stroke. And anyway, in that closely washed race in the swing state of Pennsylvania, Democrats flipped a seat. John Fetterman defeated Dr. Oz. Just hard to believe. Dozens of House races, including New York, California, too close to call in the Senate. Undecided races, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, will determine the control of the chamber. 
Republicans need to win three of those to gain control. Here's a sign of the times. That's happening in Massachusetts. Democrat Maury Healey elected the first queer, openly lesbian governor in the United States and the state's first woman governor. Meanwhile, I always liked her. GOP's Sarah Huckabee Sanders be the first woman to serve as Arkansas's governor. That office occupied by her daddy, Mike, for 10 years. And ballot measures sparked by the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade, stopping the murder of children. California, Michigan, Vermont voted to enshrine abortion rights in their state's constitutions. What a wicked, wicked. Oh, that's another story. An abortion rights vote in Kentucky still too close to call. Well, they say it just wasn't meant to be. The world's largest lottery prize ever. $2.4 billion won yesterday after the drawing got delayed for oh, almost 10 hours due to a technical issue. Sounds like voting. The winning numbers? Oh, who cares? The location purchased at Joe's Service Center in California. The lump sum payout, $997 million. Just shows you what the government gets. And if you didn't think things could get any better for the jackpot, Victor... The fact that they bought the ticket in California means they won't face state taxes on lottery winnings. Yeah. Ahead of Meta's job cuts, which are expected to be announced this morning. Oh, they did thousands. CEO Mark Zuckerberg told lieutenants that he personally was overly optimistic about growth and he just hired too many employees, per the Wall Street Journal. Meta's job cuts are likely to be the worst of all in tech layoffs so far this year. It will be the first widespread job cuts the company ever, ever had to make. And what's happening in Ukraine? Vladimir Zelensky, Ukraine's president, signaled he would consider negotiating with Russia, something that he has been vehemently against just, well, the last several months. However, any truce with Russia would be on condition the return of the occupied Ukrainian territories, the prosecution of Russian war crimes, and compensation for damages caused by the war. Oh, you know that Putin's going to go for that. Behind the scenes, the U.S. has been nudging Zelensky to publicly say, I would be willing to talk with Russia. I guess he's going to do it, but boy, those are some real tough conditions. Well, this is happening. Brittany Greiner, that gay American basketball star imprisoned in Russia. Wow, she's been moved to a penal colony where she has to work real hard. That, according to her legal team, oh, she never imagined life was going to turn so south on her when she went to Russia. Elon Musk sold nearly $4 billion of his Tesla stock after his Twitter deal closed. He previously said that he had finished selling his Tesla shares to fund a Twitter takeover. Cornell University suspended frat parties and social events following allegations of drug-laced drinks and sexual assaults at an off-campus location. It's the new America flood of evil getting worse every day. And Anheuser-Busch became the first Fortune 500 company to buy a major league pickle team. Okay. In other news, the name Jeff Cook, some of you know that, guitarist who co-founded the country supergroup Alabama. He died, 73 years old. The Hall of Famer was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2012 and disclosed that in 2017. In the Greg Patton book review, highly recommend Jeff Kinley. 
He was at our church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. His book, The End of America, Bible Prophecy and a Country in Crisis, excellent reading. I think this came out in 2017. Been encouraging our church to get a copy of Dr. Chuck Missler and learn the Bible in 24 hours. Or you can go online, just Google Missler, hour one, two, three. They're all there. What a Bible study. 24 lessons yeah, on the internet, YouTube. Chuck Missler's through the Bible in 24 hours. And finally, who said that? Just finished writing that book on how to fall down the stairs. It's a step-by-step guide. Thank you, Mr. Collins. And for you oldsters, today's generation will never understand what J.C. Penney's Christmas catalog meant to us. And it's only days away. Get your Thanksgiving list out. Spend at least $200 in groceries. Spend 10 hours making that special dinner. Food eaten in less than 20 minutes. And take the next five hours to clean it all up. And really, this couldn't be better. Don't let the elephants and the donkeys make you forget, my friend, that you belong to the Lamb. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. It's a great lesson. Disappointed at all this Wednesday? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and His righteousness. It's a great message we often forget, and sometimes we get, well, involved in the things of the world so much, we even forget about God and our Christianity and what that means. It happens. Yep. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not, there you go, to our own understanding. In all our ways, we're supposed to acknowledge Him, aren't we? And He will direct our path. Lord, I thank you that you are there and the great confidence that I can have in the Word of God. It is truth. So let's go there today. Yep, this is the day the Lord hath made. We're to rejoice and be glad in it. So I talked yesterday about three ways you can get yourself in trouble, my friend, talking about Satan and his demons, talking about the end times, and well, prophecy, by and large, it's coming down the wire. And then just tell the truth. You shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free, it says John eight thirty two. But that will get you. Nobody wants to hear that. We want to live in our fantasy world. You ever heard of George Whitfield? I guess he had such a powerful voice that he could be heard without a microphone a mile away. He was an English evangelist, one of the most powerful Christian figures in the 18th century. He traveled colonial America, and thousands would come out to hear him preach. But though his skills held audiences spellbound, he was good, they say. He was also highly controversial. And one of the reasons was that George Whitfield simply held nothing back. He told the truth A to Z. He spoke bluntly about our sins and salvation. And because of this, some churches refused to allow him to come to their churches, be in the pulpit. In fact, so offended were some of his listeners that on occasion they even hurled objects at him while he preached, rotten eggs, stones, in one case a, a dead cat. Yeah, we like to think positive today. That's the message in so many pulpits. Don't talk about the judgment of Almighty God. And if we're coming down the wire, I don't want to hear about it. Hey, why do we even talk about it? Well, it's an attribute of Almighty God. It's who He is, wrathful, God. In Second Thessalonians chapter 1, 
down in verse 7, And you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking what? Vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible talks about God's wrath over and over. We ought to talk about it too. And the prospect and reality of wrath is, well, it's a healthy deterrent to sin. Boy, when we were young, the thought of getting a paddle or whatever, that did the job. And we should talk about the wrath of God because truth about divine judgment serves as a call to salvation and a motivation to flee from that wrath that is coming. And God's wrath can be defined as, well, he's displeased with sin. We know that, right? It's an outpouring of his judgment, vengeance, divine punishment. God's wrath, his righteousness is in action, expressed actively and decisively. So how does all of this come about? It's said that creation reveals God's wrath. We see divine wrath towards sin poured out on Jesus and the cross, right? Six horrible hours. The Father not only blasted his Son with all of eternity's righteous anger, but also temporarily abandoned him. And why did he do that? Because the wage of sin is death. Separation from Almighty God. Think about that today. Here in a literal place, it's called hell. Constant, conscious torment of all those who refuse to accept the offer of salvation through Jesus Christ, going to spend an uninterrupted eternity, zillions of years, being tormented by God's wrath without opportunity for any relief whatsoever. That's Revelation 14. In fact, mark it down. All unbelievers, I pray that's not you, are currently under the sentence of this wrath to come. So we have an end times wrath. We're there. This refers to the unleashing of God's judgment on old planet Earth and all of the people during the coming tribulation period, Revelation 6 through 19. It is from this wrath that Jesus promises to deliver his bride, 1 Thessalonians 1.10. So as we talk about wrath, this kind of wrath occurs when God releases a person or his society, allowing them to go their own way. Are we there in America? without any market, any intervention or help from heaven. In the Old Testament, God's anger burned against Israel on many occasions, provoking his discipline, but, but abandonment wrath was also exercised against Israel as well. Psalm 81, 12, read it. Hosea 4, 17, Acts 7, 38 through 42. Because we as Christians are his children, you are, right? God has promised to never abandon you. He has not, however, made any promise about the Gentile nations. Typically, after natural disasters occur, you can count on at least one high-profile pastor and, well, usually a television evangelist, attributing all of this stuff to God's judgment as a punishment for sin. Meanwhile, unbelievers lament, why would God allow such a thing? Read Romans chapter 1, 18, 19, and 20. So again, is the question then, wow, that hurricane, that's God's judgment, that terrible earthquake, all kinds of natural disasters happening. Is that what it's about? No, I don't think so. It's about God saying, there you go. He's letting you go. And so this brings us to a very serious and difficult question in the United States of America. Has God abandoned this country? Or put it another way, are we as a nation currently suffering? 
under the wrath of God. Does God's word say anything regarding this abandonment, including what? The big if, the how, the when? Are there signs now indicating God has let go of us? And how would we even know if God has abandoned us? Or if he is in the process of doing how would we know? What would it even look like? Have you thought about these things? I do, in light of all kinds of things, including elections, revival. Are we ever going to have one again? Most say no. How do you know? I will first tell you, you're not going to know. The president, well, any politician is not going to know. Economists, ah, no, they're not going to know. Good, bad, or indifferent. Social workers, those in the educational system, nope. And the major news outlets, they don't have a clue, those lefty loonies. Because let's get real here. We're talking about uh, the news media, uh, theories, opinions, my idea, every man's right in his own eyes. They're not dealing with truth. Only those dialed into the holy word of God and his wisdom are going to know what's happening. Let me go back to what I just said here from Romans chapter 1, looking at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Are we there today? Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Paul makes a really bold claim here that puts every man, every woman, every child in America on notice. Well, what am I saying? Not only America, the world, my friend. Hello. He contends that every human being in the face of this earth being instinctive knows that. And one more argument, if you will, is a conscience. You've got one. Conscious is the internal testimony regarding a greater being, and it's embedded, I believe, in every human being. And we could talk about this one for hours. Yep, as so many are saying, we are there. Why is it God abandoned? You know, I think because of our relationship with Israel, we are where we are today, and that's slipping, especially with the current administration. These are some things to really consider and pray about, my friend. The hour's late, Jesus is coming soon, and we all have jobs to do. Question might be, are you? More on tomorrow's program about the end. And again, of course, the ultimate question, where are you in all of this? In the game of life, where have you ever trusted Jesus Christ as Savior? It's a personal thing. You need to ask God to forgive you of your sins, invite Jesus Christ into your life, and start living for real. Come alive for the first time. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We here at Greg Patton Ministries encourage you to make that decision today. Just humble yourself. Ask, he'll take care of it. No matter what's going on in your world, God will do business with you if you're willing to do business with him spiritually. God, forgive me of my sins. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. <laughs> it's a great way to live and to die. And finally, this is for all the pastors out there. It's an office story, but it's for the path. The printer was broken. No one could figure out who was at fault for this. And after arguing back and forth, one supervisor took charge. Look, we really don't need to determine who's responsible for this mess. 
We just want someone to take the blame. <laughs> I'm putting my hand up. Why not? That's it, my friend. Had my say for another day. I'll take the blame. Thank you for being here, and thank you for telling others about the broadcast. You join me on Facebook, would you? I don't see your name there. It's Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Want to hear last week, last month, last year's program on today or the election? Yeah. Go to gregpatton.com. And that's the way it is, November the 9th, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.